Right then, ladies and gents, it's been a while. Thought I'd try and do a little podcast. I was having technical problems. Technology always surpasses me. I don't have the patience for it. It's the guesswork I don't like. Yeah, it's the, mm, if I try, if I push this, will it happen? No, that didn't work. Should I try this? No, that didn't work. I don't like guesswork. I like, that's why I like just telling kids stuff, isn't it? That's why I don't want kids to guess it. Why? I don't know. You add an extra E on a word when it's feminine or an extra S when it's plural. You just tell them. And then you keep telling them, oh, look, there's an extra E. There's an extra S. Ah, that word ends in an X. That next word begins with a vowel. What am I talking about? I always give them acronyms, don't I, to make things memorable in language teaching. Because then, I guess now, we call it cognitive load, don't we? Just common sense to me, really. You want to have easy tools to remember stuff to the point where you don't even need the tools anymore. This knowledge is just embedded and it's just second nature. It's like when you're driving somewhere, yeah? And you become really comfortable with the process of driving or really comfortable with the lanes and the route you're taking and the speed limits, so on and so forth. You don't have to think anymore. And that's what I want. I want... Learning a subject to be really easy, I think as teachers we can make learning a subject really easy because we're the subject experts. If children listen very, very carefully to what we say, um, if they do as they're told, and if we actually know what we're talking about, that's a big if there, then learning stuff and practice, obviously you've got to practice lots, shouldn't be that difficult. Anyway, talking about learning stuff. So a uh, bit of kerfuffle in the press about... Um, Oh, about a school that I did some work with a little while ago, gotten inadequate, um, and some of the comments that were made by Ofsted. Now, Ofsted replied to the kerfuffle, and they gave some really good quotes from Amanda Spielman. Excellent quotes from Amanda Spielman. Um, really, I should be reading them out, but I haven't got them handy to read out. Um, just essentially, Amanda Spielman saying, look, listen, discipline's not a dirty word. Yeah, um, And... That's exactly what I think. It should be, I think she says something like it should be applied humanely. Well, of course it should be applied humanely. That's exactly what I'm always advocating. You build relationships. You explain to kids exactly why we do what we do. Now, just because you explain to kids why we do what we do, and you explain it again and again and again and again, it doesn't mean to say that some kids aren't going to complain, some kids aren't going to whinge and whine and misrepresent what you do. It doesn't mean to say that some teachers aren't going to get it wrong. Some teachers will be too slack. Some teachers will be too heavy-handed. We're talking about human beings, aren't we? People don't like change. People, well, people don't like change. What am I talking about there? Kids who have been allowed to do what they want and school has become a playground for them and they're not listening in lessons and they're being incredibly rude teachers, well, look, if they've been getting a buzz from that, if they've been enjoying the power, they're not going to want to change. So, yeah, they will complain, those kids. What do I always talk about? I talk about your 100 kids, don't I? You've got 10 lovely, gorgeous kids. Will just be a joy to work with. 10 kids are really hard work, 80 kids in the middle, and they're looking, they're trying to judge who runs this school. Now, those 80 kids in the middle will, will, um, they'll see who's trying to run the school, yeah? And if, if, if they see that the naughty kids are in control of the school as opposed to the adults, the 80 kids in the middle, for self-preservation, for peer approval, to be safe, they're going to fit in, aren't they? Nobody wants to stand it. Nobody wants to be freakish. Nobody wants to be a nerd or whatever language kids use in your particular school. So you want to fit in. So if working against the teachers is the norm, that's how you fit in. If working with the teachers is the norm, 
that's also how you fit in. Now, you know, kids, uh, young teenagers, so on and so forth, there's going to be that natural rebellious element. We've all had it. Oh, you know, adults, oh, what do they know? Yeah, it's normal. But then it also should be normal for adults to go, yeah, we're the adults, we're older than you, we're not infallible, we make mistakes, but we do know more than you. And these are our rules and this is how it's going to go. But some kids will complain and some kids will complain to their parents. Now, if their parents have got any sense, their parents could contact the school, they could complain to the school, or they could actually better than complain. Why don't you just visit the school? Why don't you walk around and see what the head teacher actually believes in. You know, I've always done this. I've always encouraged teachers, sorry, um, parents to come to school, walk around the corridors, see break time, see lunch time, go into lessons. Now, they don't necessarily know what they're looking at, okay? And some parents will come and go, wow, this is lovely and so much nicer than I remember my own school days being. But some parents will come with a bee in their bonnet and ideologically they've decided, they've decided that they want to be against the school. Why do parents behave like that? It's a very small number, um, generally. Uh, some parents want their 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. And then, of course, if you've got... So they're not really prepared to listen. Am I saying parents aren't allowed an opinion? Of course, they're allowed an opinion. But they're not experts in running schools. And head teachers can't be held ransom to abide difficult parents doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? Um, that's the basic premise of it all. By all means, come in. Have a look around. See the school. If you don't like how it's run, we'll explain to you why we do what we do. If you still don't like it, well, that's your choice. But I can't allow the most difficult parents to become the de facto senior leadership team. Ah, okay, Mrs. Jones... She doesn't like the way I run the school. Okay, then I'll change it for Mrs. Jones. Ah, Mrs. Evans, she doesn't like uniform, so I'll change uniform. Uh, Mr. Thomas, he doesn't like, I don't know, what we do at break and lunchtime, so I'll change. No, no. You make your considered judgment, you think carefully, and you go, right, what do I want my school to look like? How am I going to make this the best school possible um, for the kids and for staff? There you go. What are my values? How do I want people to talk to one another? If I'm walking around, what do I want to see? What would I want a visitor to see? More importantly, what do I want to see, actually? Because I'm not going to please all the visitors all the time. And if you're trying to please all the people all the time, you're just tying yourself up in knots. That's not helping anybody. So there you go. So that's my take on uh, on just clarity, really, I think. I, you tell me what another thing that I always uh, advocate that, that senior leaders do. I don't know many. I've known people that have tried it, but I don't know if they've stuck with it. Um, do podcasts. Do podcasts. Probably a bit more structured than mine because, you know, I might not just get a stream of consciousness. But do podcasts where you say to parents, right, this is our behaviour policy. This is why we do what we do. Tell you what, shall I have a go doing that? I'll have a go doing something like that now. Right, imagine I'm talking to parents, right? Imagine this is a podcast. So all parents could hear this. All teachers could hear this. Um, everyone would hear this. So just imagine, this is just me freestyling, as they say. Right, ladies and gents, you would have been told by your kids that we do three three acronyms you would have heard. Three acronyms, just a, a memory tool to help the kids remember and help the teachers remember so everybody's really consistent. We do slant, we do shape, and we do steps. So I'll explain what slant and shape and steps mean. 
They're really simple, really. 15 behaviours in total. That's 15 letters in total. And 15 behaviours. And then we can see the kids are working with us or against us super fast. Makes everything super consistent for teachers and for kids. Nobody's confused. Everything's really predictable. Easy. Slant. I'll start with that. Slant. Really well well known. It's used all over the world. Um, look it up. You'll find it on the internet. My version of it is... S, we sit up straight. So we'll say to the kids, ladies and gents, three, two, one, track me, please. Almost folded, nothing in your hands. Thank you very much. 100% undivided attention. Your teacher's words are gold dust. That's a phrase I use a lot. So I'm going to be saying to kids, listen, really important, when your teacher's talking, you're not doodling, you're not scribbling on your hand, you're not scribbling on a bit of paper, you're not looking around the room, you're not nudging your mate. 100% undivided attention. Because if you listen really carefully, you'll learn loads. Your teacher's words are gold dust. That's the kind of thing we say to kids all the time. We say it in assemblies and we say it at the start of lessons. We need that consistency. You know what it's like? Your kids will come home and they'll go, this teacher doesn't like me, this teacher says one thing, this teacher says another thing. And inevitably, there's going to be some inconsistency, isn't there, between different members of staff. So when we use stuff like slant... What we're doing is we're keeping everything really consistent between stuff so kids know exactly where they stand. So S, sit up straight, you listen really carefully, nothing in your hands, no doodling. Don't pick up your pen, I tell you, please, because if you're picking up your pen and you're fiddling with stuff, you're not really giving me 100% undivided attention and I want us all to start at the same time. Easy. Sitting up straight, listen carefully, nothing in your hands. Uh, the L... In the word slant, it means you're listening carefully. Now, I don't know you're listening carefully, really, do I? Your arms are folded, nothing in your hands, you're not doodling. Well, that doesn't mean you're necessarily listening. How do I know you're listening? That's the A. The A is we ask and answer questions. We join in lots. Now, sometimes you're going to get the answers wrong. Big deal. I don't mind if you get the answers wrong. Well, that teaches me, doesn't it? It shows me that, hmm, maybe I didn't teach that very well. Maybe I need to teach that again. Maybe I need to teach that differently. But it's important that you join in lots. Because one, look, if you don't join in, lessons become really boring. When you do join in, it helps you focus. When you do join in, it will help you remember. Even if you make mistakes, you'll remember and it helps me reteach stuff. Really easy. So you're sitting up straight, S. You're listening carefully. You're asking and answering questions. Great. You're joining in. Makes lessons a bit less boring. N stands for you never interrupt. So if you've got something to say, great. You wait for you put up your hand. I don't want you calling out. Now sometimes I might say, listen, I'm gonna ask some questions and I'm gonna choose you. You're not gonna put up your hand. I could do that sometimes. Very often you'll put your hand up, you've got something to say. Maybe you wanna ask a question, maybe you wanna answer a question. You put up your hand, straight in the air, don't do like a little arm, right up in the air, because then I can see, then I can see exactly who wants to ask a question, answer a question. Now it may be um, the teacher's in the middle of talking. So the teacher says, Johnny, hand down, please. Thank you very much. And the teacher will finish what he's saying. Or it may be the teacher chooses to answer the question there and then. You're going to have to be patient, though. You don't interrupt. Because there might be 30 people in your class. The teacher may be in the middle of saying something and they know when they get to the end of their sentence or a couple of sentences down the road, you'll understand exactly what the teacher wants. So you have to be patient. We're sitting up straight. We're listening. Nothing in our hands. Uh, we're uh, listening carefully, we're asking and answering questions. We don't interrupt, that's the end. The T is trap the teacher. What does trap mean? It just means look at, yeah? So the teacher's talking, you look at the teacher. The teacher might say, everybody, let's look at the board, please. You look at the board. The teacher says, can everybody, let's all look at our books, please. We all look at our books. Really simple. Because it would be really rude if the teacher was talking to you, if the teacher was talking to you, and you're looking around the room, you're doodling, you're not concentrating. Simple.
And we'll remind you of that in assemblies. I will remind you of that at the beginning of every lesson. Every teacher will remind you of that. It becomes super fast in the lessons, to be honest. So parents, if you're listening to this, this is the message we give your kids all the time so they know exactly what's going on. And if they get something wrong, we don't you know, jump on them like a turn of bricks. That wouldn't make any sense. But they have had the consistent message from every member of staff and they hear it in every assembly. So no kid is confused as to what is really wanted. To be honest, teachers can still be inconsistent. So that's why the head, senior leadership team, we're in lessons lots. And if we see any inconsistency, We'll go, can I just model it again, please? And we model all the time so everybody's doing exactly what the head wants and every kid knows exactly what's going on. Now, we do have a demerit and a merit system. Um, the kids might have come home with what they call a golden ticket. Now, we only had one golden ticket per lesson, so we say to the kids, listen, if you if you want to get the golden ticket and we'll write a little personalised message on it just a little card it's just a little thank you card really kids like collecting them and uh, we say listen if you want to get this golden ticket there's only one person in the lesson maybe 30 people in the lesson only one person can get this card this is the person he joins in lots he answers loads of questions he's really polite he's making loads of effort he'll get the golden card the golden ticket so if your child brings home a card, he can say to you, well, there were 30 people in my English lesson today, but I got the golden ticket. It, you know, it might be five or six lessons in a day, depends on the, the timetable of the school. If your kid's coming home and says, I've got three golden tickets today, that means in three lessons, out of everybody else in the lesson, he really shone. So we're giving him lots of praise, and hopefully the parents, you, will back up that praise as well. But you can get a little more. Oh, that's a good answer, Johnny. Tell you what, Johnny, say 10% louder, please. Big voice, fill the room so everybody can hear. Good lad, there's a merit. And we log the merits and then they have a merit balance. And uh, we, we give out badges and so on if you've got lots of merits. It's just a way of encouraging the kind of behaviours that we want. So they're the merits. There'll also be demerits when you get the, do the wrong thing. So we say, three, two, one, track me, please, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing in your hands, arms folded. Little Johnny's being awkward, isn't he? He's testing us. He's testing the teachers. That's what kids do. It's normal. You would have done it at school. I did it at school. Perfectly normal. Johnny, pen down, please. Thanks very much. He puts his pen down. He puts his pen down straight away. He falls his arm properly. Nothing's more said. Dead simple. He was just testing us. That's all it was. If he huffs and he puffs and he's rude about it or he slams his pen down, oh, that's rude, Johnny. I'm very polite to you. You're very polite to me. Do you understand me? I've been firm. Teacher's been firm. We haven't necessarily issued a demerit yet. But if we choose to issue a demerit, that's it. Oh, Johnny, that's rude. And I'm very polite to you. So that's your first demerit. Because I'm very polite to you. And you're going to be very polite to us. That's your first demerit. You're halfway towards a detention. Do you understand, Johnny? If Johnny goes, sorry, sir. And he gets on with it. No hassle. If Johnny goes, oh, this school's rubbish. But that's incredibly rude. Oh, that's not how we talk to one another, Johnny. There's your second demerit. Second demerit means you've got a detention. Johnny could shut his mouth at that point, couldn't he? And go, oh, I've learnt my lesson. I've got a detention, I'll get over it. Get over it, but I won't, I won't make any more comment. Johnny could be silly, and he could answer back again. So he'll be on call. What that means is, he's removed from the lesson. He's removed from the lesson because he was rude or didn't follow instructions three times. It's that simple, really. And remember, the merits 
our expectations, how the demerits work, how detentions work, how being taken out of a lesson on cold, removed from a lesson, how that works, that's, we give that message again and again and again in assemblies. And we remind kids at the beginning of lessons as well. None of this is coming as a surprise to the kids. But if you're on cold, what happens? If you're removed from the lesson, you go to a room, supervised, other kids will be in there as well who didn't maybe, you know, didn't do the right thing. You get half an hour, you're copying out a poem, it's a GCSE poem, we're all learning these poems, and it's it's a it's a way of building a bridge with the kids. You could test the kids yourself actually. Test them, say, right, what poem are you learning? And you can you can have the poem in front of you, the kid reads it to you, or or you can get the kid to read it out loud to you even if they don't know it very well yet. So the kid is writing out this poem to memorise this poem for half an hour. After half an hour, if he's done enough writing, if it's neat, you know, to his standard, because people have different um, styles of writing, and you can judge, we know the kids, we can judge whether that's their best writing, because you've got to make a decent effort. Um, after half an hour, if he's done the requisite amount of work, if he's been polite and his body language, facial expression, tone of voice, he's not grumpy, then he can go back to lessons. We've explained this all in advance. If he's still rude, if he's still answering back, he's not going back to lessons. There you go. So that's a little bit about the sanctions, really. Uh, as well as the golden ticket, nice reward, you get a badge, you get lots of praise, the merits, similarly, the merits go towards the badges. I hope that makes sense on the slant front. Um, obviously, look, we know the kids. So we know which kids are shy. If they're shy, we work with them so they become less shy. We know kids who find things particularly hard. If they find particularly hard, we give them a bit of support. There you go. We also know when kids are being rude and snarky, right? And that's what kids do. It's normal. It's human nature. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying they're human. But we can't allow children to be habitually rude to the adults. You might be surprised, but often we'll see parents and we'll see parents with their kids and the kids are rude to the teachers and the kids are also rude to parents. We don't agree with that. That's not what we're going to have. The kids deserve better, parents deserve better, the teachers deserve better. So we're not going to allow kids to be habitually rude to us. So every single time we pick it up, we taught the kids a lot, Break time, lunch time, um, lesson change. We're talking to them too. Hello, how are you doing? You're well? Do you ask me how I am? Lots of that. Lots of building relationships. So kids learn to be less shy. They learn to be more comfortable around adults. And they learn because we pick up any signs of rudeness and we model what being polite is all about. Kids soon learn, all right, this is how you behave. This is what's expected here. But again, we work very closely with the teachers because... Teachers need to know that unless we are all consistent with every interaction, every time we talk to a kid, if we, if one of us allows a kid to be rude, the kid's getting a sign, ah, right, the teachers are saying one thing and doing another. You can get, you can be rude to that teacher, you've got to be polite to the art teacher. You can be rude to that teacher, ah, that one, well, it depends. No, the kids have got to learn, and they'll only learn from us, the adults, that we're polite to all teachers, visiting teachers, supply teachers. We're polite to everybody. And that's what we're modelling all the time. So the slant, it helps with that, that acronym. You've got other ones, you've got steps and you've got shape. Steps, I'll, I'll do this very briefly. I'll maybe cover it in other, in, uh, in other recordings. Again, look, this is me adopting a persona, the kind of podcast you could do for parents. Now, this is totally unscripted, obviously, because I've said it a million times before. You could do it, a bit scripted, if you're talking to parents. 
careful when you do scripted stuff, because I've seen people try and do this, it comes across a little bit like uh, you're a hostage and you're reading out a speech. So try to be a bit more relaxed and human. Um, what do parents want? They want teachers that are reasonable, that are human, that uh, build up a, a decent relationship with their kids. So again, that's what I'm demonstrating in those podcasts. Could be a video cast then, couldn't it? Um, if you want to show your face. Um, I've got a face for radio, I always like to think. Um, there you go. So it's about teaching manners, basic manners. I was on a, a teacher talk radio thing the other day. I think it's called Teacher Talk. And uh, and they were going through various things I've said in the past. Oh, and you say the children should pack their bags the night before. And you say the children should bring equipment to school. And you, isn't that, you know, isn't that, uh, what's it, oppressive? It's not oppressive. You know, it wasn't very long ago that nobody would have questioned the concept of arrive on time, smart uniform, be polite, do your homework. I'm not saying these things have always happened. I was dreadful at doing homework as a kid. I was okay with um, punctuality. My attendance was poor. Yeah. So there are all those factors. But we've got to set out our stall to kids and describe what we want the school to be and then pick up on when kids and adults aren't following through and, uh, and following the expectations and the systems and the rules. And they're just social niceties that we want to be typical of the school. Dead simple. Can teachers be too slack with kids? Absolutely. And I think they are very, very often. Can teachers be um, heavy-handed? Yeah, that as well. I often think it's a, it's a fear element. And, and sometimes when teachers can see with good, with decent behaviour, I'm going to, good, what's, what's a good behaviour system? And really, it's all about the application. I've seen teachers where the behaviour systems are working and teachers feel a sense of, Ah, right, the teacher's in control now. We weren't in control now. I feel we're in control. And some teachers can be a bit heavy-handed. Some teachers um, like to present a tough facade because, it's again, it's self-preservation. Why do teachers, sorry, why do children do this, oh, I'm tough and I'm street image? Well, they do that to portray to their mates, I'm tough, I'm street, it's self-preservation. Why do some teachers do this, tough, I don't like kids, um facade again it's to demonstrate to kids don't take me on i'm tough again it's self-preservation we're all playing roles right i'm gonna say let's if we're gonna play a role let's be really authentic and let's be oh this is my role i'm a teacher i'm your boss i'm the kindest boss you're ever gonna have there you go i know i'm a broken record i know you could finish my sentences but it's all so simple to me right i've done this so much and you can misrepresent what I say all you like. I don't care too much. It's water off a duck's back, to be honest. And if you've got something better, brilliant, please invite me to your school. I promise I won't speak to anybody. I promise I'll just walk around with my, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll in silence, show me these great schools where there are great relationships and the kids are working hard and the teachers are working hard and the teachers are loving teaching the kids and there isn't that tension and that antagonism and teachers aren't being habitually ignored and kids are learning a lot. Show me that school, please. Invite me to your school. I'd love to see it. We may disagree. I may see your school and think, well, actually, I don't think the kids are that polite. I don't think the, uh, the teachers are that polite. But maybe I'll be amazed. Maybe I'll be amazed. Maybe I've got it all wrong. Please show me this great school. Because it's really easy to pontificate, isn't it, on Twitter. 
and uh, and go, oh, well, you know, and this is how you run a school. And this, well, what have you done? Show me your great school. Because I've done this several times. We did Michaela. We then completely transformed Charter, completely transformed uh, Hackney New School. I go to lots of schools now. I work with head teachers. I work with the staff. They talk, they see it. They see their culture changing. Now, I can only give you advice. I can't make you do anything. If you think your school is brilliant and there's a great relationship and kids are getting a fantastic deal and teachers are getting a fantastic deal, I won't even charge you. I'm not saying pay me for the come. I'm saying, I'll come. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see these amazing schools. Listen, I've been doing this a long time. Doesn't mean to say I can't learn. So there you go. Anyway, what was my takeaway from today? My takeaway from today was, why don't you do podcasts for parents and teachers? Then the heads of you, it supports them. The parents, the kids, the teachers, it supports everybody. And I would start with, this is slant and why we do it. This is shape and why we do it. This is steps and why we do it. You may do other things. Do a podcast with your Senko, explaining this is how we create um, a really calm, predictable environment where people feel safe. There's an awful lot of talk about trauma-informed at the moment. It sounds to me a little bit fatty. But, again, do your podcast. Explain why you do what you do in your school. If you're proud of what you do, if you think what you're doing in your school is working, explain what you do to adults, parents, to staff, to anybody who's interested and get them through the doors. Do like we used to do at uh, Charter. Do what they still do at Michaela. Get people in. Show them. This is what we do. This is why we do it. Now, that's not saying everyone's got to do the same thing, but... If you've got a really good model, shout it from the rooftops and let's all learn from it. Anyway, I hope you had a lovely summer. Um, if you fancy me coming to your school, brill, let me know. Uh, remember, I'm not just a nasty man who, uh, who talks about slant. I'm actually a very good French teacher. So if you want me to work with your team um, developing French in your school, very happy to do that as well. It applies to other languages as well, but it's always easier if we use French as our lingua franca. All right, have a lovely day. Bye.